When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. Yes, that magical time of the week once again is here. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? Man, uh, look at my list over here. I've got so much that I wanted to, uh, <laughs> to talk to you about today, and I do. But first of all, thank you personally sure. for you sponsoring the worst contest uh-huh. as dubbed by the host of the Garage Logic <laughs> podcast. Um, we had seriously did have a ton of fun with it. And on Friday, we were going into the. Fi- I'm sure you heard the episode. Mm-hmm. We we're going into the last segment, and it was just me, Joe, and Kenny because we had the the traveling linemen yep. on the show on Friday. Great show, by the way. Thank Absolutely you. I, show, you know yeah. what? Honestly, I told Joe when it was done. I said that might have been the favorite podcast that we've ever done. It, they were so interesting, yeah. so cool. It was really, really special. I, I, yeah. And I just sat there. I never just sit here and listen to Joe. Yep. I'm always doing something else. Mm. Where I, I am listening, but yeah. I'm multitasking. Yeah, you're because you're running the board and doing all that. I and... sat here and watched them the whole time because yep. I was fascinated yep. by yep. both of them. How cool! And not a lifestyle I would be able to lead, by the way. <laughs> no, which I can admire it from afar. But like I, nine I was months fascinated. stuck in a New Delhi uh, hotel. Ten months. I wouldn't have lasted a week. Seriously, I would, and not even because of my my. I would have been fine with my wife. I just. Could not have been able to stand in isolation. No, I would, I would have, have had gone a really nuts. hard time when he told that story. If, if you're not, if you don't know what we're talking about, go to the Garage Logic podcast from last Friday, mm-hmm. which was what the eighth or something like yes. that, seventh or eighth. And the, there's a, a, a couple called the Limans. The who email lines, the show every day. Who email the show from all over the world. And at one point in time, they said, hey, I'm going to retire. And he turns to his wife. He says, well, why don't we travel the world when I retire, making kind of a jocular thing. And she said, okay, let's go do it. And they sold everything they have, if I get this right, yep. and then just went. But they got stuck during COVID. They got stuck in a Marriott hotel for 10 months straight where they didn't go outside. He ate chicken penne pasta for months straight, which is odd because they said they didn't love Indian food. I just thought about that concept and I thought, huh, I might have had a little bit of a problem with being stuck in a, I would have been calling the U.S. Embassy saying, get me out of here. I don't know how to do this, but I can't sit in this whole right. hotel room for 10 months. They don't have a place to go because they sold everything, right? right? So they're kind of nomads, right? They're just wonderful. Can't get on people. an airplane. Yeah, they can't yep. get on an airplane, although you'd think you'd get a jet or do something. But he tells a story about how he was getting a package sent to him, and he left the hotel, grabbed the package, and turned around. And when he came back into the hotel, they took his temperature, and he thought, well, that wasn't a very good idea. What if I would have been a little bit warm? They would have said, you can't come in. Yep. And then he's standing out in the streets in, I think it was New Delhi, right? Yes. Standing out in the streets in New Delhi during the during COVID, and he's out of luck. What what would he have done? Right. And it just... The, nowhere the, to go. Nothing's nowhere open. Nowhere to go. It, the story was amazing. Yep. And that the hotel stayed open with like a total of six guests there or something. I mean, it, it was just an unbelievable story. They did a great job. I loved the back and forth between the man and, and husband and wife, how she would stop him and he would just keep talking. <laughs> and it, what a great couple. They were just 
wonderful to listen to. Yeah, very yeah. pleasant. If people. you didn't hear it, go back and listen to it. It was it was a lot of fun. I've in fact I've listened to it a couple of times since last Friday, yep. Uh, yep. just because I enjoyed it so much. So on that same day, we go to break. Uh, go to break. We, we pause mm-hmm. the, the recording of the show. We can't get the radio verbiage out of our heads. Joe goes to go get something out of the other room over here by his desk, and I had KSTP.com up on my computer because that's always been between them and the National Weather Service because when Joe and Rookie were on in the afternoons on 1500, Dave Dahl would be mm-hmm. the chief meteorologist back then, would then call and say, hey, it's 70, and then yeah. they would put him on the air, and that signified the garage door opener. And I had my website up here. I said, hey, Such, it's it's 70 degrees right now, and yeah. it was close to 2 o'clock. And he said, you're kidding. I said, no, it's look it up. So he verified it on his phone, mm-hmm. and he said, screw it. We're calling it. Yeah, it's, we're calling it. It's, it's 70. It's 70 yeah. degrees. In fact, I think the, it got to 72 officially, yeah. I believe, at if some you, point. If you would have done it, you would have had people freaking out. Oh, was, yeah, yeah, that's just it. Yeah. So anyway, so it was a lot of fun. And Brian, uh, I believe Brian Halverson is the one who won the beautiful Traeger Grill uh, from you guys. So thank you very much. I love that when Joe says, we're never doing another contest <laughs> like this again. And what's super great about that is since I'm a sponsor of the of the Garage Logic podcast, mm-hmm. I've already contacted the sales salesman from there and said, "Hey, we want to give away a Toro snowblower Let's do when it winter again. comes." <laughs> and just to really needle Joe, say, "Hey, congratulations! We're going to have another one." And let's even make it more difficult. Let's say the first four inch snowfall that falls inside the. T- I mean, oh, some crazy thing just God. to have Joe officially lose all of his last yeah. marbles. And I, I it, so given the fact that we're dealing with a host who who's not very computer savvy, mm-hmm. is what led to some of the dysfunction, of yes. course, with with the contest. But ultimately, it was a lot of fun. People had a, had a blast with it. And somebody walked away with a gorgeous new Traeger grill. Yeah. So it's and, and fantastic. And we had, you know, obviously, we we sponsor those things to let everybody know that Fratelloni says Traegers, right? Yep. That's, it's, it's an advertising function. this is function. new for you guys. You guys had not carried Traegers. Yeah, we had a couple stores that carried, but now oh, like, you just about every okay. store carries okay. them, right? And, okay. and we're, we just jumped in all the way, right? Got it. And they're a great grill, and we knew that they were a great grill. But it was, it was just so funny to hear him saying, quit emailing me your entry form you have to go online to do it it, it was it, it turned out to be wonderful we we're super glad we could do it people at Traeger were super glad with it I mean cool. everything about it was good. just super fun yeah. good 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 yeah so again fact, Toro snowblowers coming probably sometime in winter oh fantastic he doesn't know that yet don't tell I'm not let, going to yeah because I don't want to get looked at when I see him places like why are you doing this to me <laughs> yeah. well in fact uh, he was going to play a round of golf today he was because normally okay. he's here yep. when you when you walk in before we do the show. That's right. And he said, Well, I can't stick around. I got to go golf. And I said, Well, okay. He said, I go, What's the problem? He goes, Well, I need to ask Mike a question. And I said, Well, okay. I can ask him for you. So Ask Mike Anything Today features none other than Joe Sushi. Nice. Okay. This is going to be good. To ask him, How come I got all these spatchy, or excuse me, spotty patches on my grass? Wow. Could be a lot of things. He doesn't have a dog. No, he does not have a dog. Huh, that's a little weird, because usually... That's what I thought, it's, it's yeah, pets. It's the pH in pet's urine, it throws off the pH balance of your, of your grass, right? And those mm-hmm. spots aren't going to grow back until you neutralize the pH. I don't, I'd don't. i have to get a little bit more data to find out why he does. It's a little weird. He might have forgotten, maybe he killed some weeds there last year and didn't reseed, so he might have forgotten he had already done that. Maybe he weeded last year. Okay, here, here's you know. what we'll do. Okay. So, walk us through, how do you balance the pH? Well, do you, you have can, to buy you can do something? A, yeah, you can use just a, uh, a neutralizer, right? A pH neutralizer. Yep. Or you can literally just lay your hose on that spot. Okay. And just let it run. Oh, do you think he's going to answer? He might, because I don't think he's teeing off until two thirty. Do you think he maybe is just urinating in the yard? Is it? Oh, that could <laughs> be. Just the outside outside free peas. One one too many. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. 
Yeah, he's probably, if I'm going to guess right now, he's either in transit or he is probably uh, getting suited up in the clubhouse. Does he answer your phone calls? Yeah, he's uh okay. Um, normally, yes. Normally, how, he will. how great you just you just let something happen that was really really cool. What you called Joe Sushre? Yeah, and then you found out that Joe's never set up his own voicemail. No, it was so, yet he's in the voiceover radio business. He turns to, that must have been one of his kids, and he said, "No, it was his brother. It was oh, it was his it, brother. Yeah, okay, it was his brother." He, so he said, "Hey, you set this up for me. I don't want my voice, which I get paid to talk on the. That's what he does. <laughs> it has nothing to do with." It's it's based out of pure incompetence. It's pure incompetence. Yeah, he had okay. to have his brother do, set up his yeah. voicemail, which I find My hysterical. youngest daughter does not have her voicemail set up. And I said, hey, you should set that up. And she goes, why? And I said, well, so people can leave you a voice message. And she said, well, why? And so so we can get in contact with you. And she goes, do you think I would ever in my life play a voice message? And I was like, oh, kids are different. She yeah, has they just no concept of. And then in all reality, my voicemail will be full every once in a while. And I thought, oh, Well, geez. remember when the entire, this is really going to date mm. us, but remember when the entire concept of texting first got here? And yeah. I, I remember thinking, why the hell would I do that if I wanted to talk to somebody? You just call somebody. I just call somebody. Are you at the point where and when someone calls you, you're kind of actually a little mad? Like, why? No, How not really. Dare you? Oh, no, I not am. really. I totally am. Really? Oh, I mean, I uh, of course people call me, but I do get uh, 100 calls a day. I mean, like an sure. insane amount of calls, sure, right? Sure. And I, I actually kind of get a little frustrated. It's like you could have just texted. Like, if I say, "Hey, uh, tell me how many Weber grills you have left in brown." And then they call me back instead of just texting me seven, right? I can read this text seven. <laughs> and then I think, oh, you now, oh, now we got to talk. Let's talk. Let's see. I could be doing any. I could be using the restroom for all they know. So I do have one uh, good friend. His name is Chad, mm-hmm. and he refuses to text. Oh, really? I mean, refuse. And he's a very su- we're the same age. We okay. graduated high school together. Very successful guy. Great guy. Love the guy. Sure. I've, I've known him since I was in grade school. And it's funny because we're involved in a couple of different things, and he'll be a part of this group text, and I'll have to respond with, "Well, uh, I'll have to answer for Chad, but you know, th- so things, really? things like that, which I actually kind of appreciate because I like talking to him, so it's not a it's not a huge deal that he doesn't respond to texts. Yeah. But yeah, I have I have a, a couple of people in my life that refuse to text. I will sit next to my wife in bed <laughs> and text her. I'm not, I'm not joking. I will actually text her from right next to where. Well, you know how like early in the morning you don't really want to get that first word out. Yeah. You don't want to start the hey how you doing. You're just kind of still in sleep mode. Sure. I'll text her. In fact, I suggested something this morning that she had no interest in whatsoever. Sure. And she she sent me a text back saying something like "thank you but no thank you," which was polite, right? It was very polite. But I I ended up you know just getting coffee for myself, and okay. that was just that was I I started the day on a low. I should say, not yeah. on a high. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to go ahead and text her that. So that let me just care because I have to be careful here because we had that very very famous segment like how to make Mike's wife mad. Yes. segment and which then, received a lot of attention. Which, to what which, I understand. Yes, I I was I I was very schooled on how I was doing that so well. So I changed. The, the way that I present my wife on this is only but loving. Like, she's nothing but yes. loving, which she is. Yes. She's a loving gal. You know, to be honest, if you're hanging out with me and you can take it just for a while, that's a pretty big deal. She's obviously a, you know, maybe insane because I... I'm a nutcase person, right? I mean, and I'm 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 not easy to live with potentially. You're easy to love, though. I'm easy to love, but not easy to live with. Okay, I get. I'm right. impatient. I don't. You know, I'll say, "Do you want to go out to eat?" And she'll say, "Sure." And then I'll go sit in the car, and I'll be like, "What are you doing?" She goes, "You just asked me a minute ago." I'm like, "Yeah, I whip on some go. shoes and let's go." <laughs> this isn't that hard. 
But she has to do all that other stuff. Okay, I yeah. love her. She's yeah. so great. Yeah, you Happy do. Mother's Day. To Happy her. Mother's yes. Day. So a couple of things that I did want to get to. Um, or did you watch the Kentucky Derby over the weekend? I know you you and, and the bride, all, you, usually don't you guys attend parties and whatnot? Uh, yeah, we, we were separated at this on this Kentucky Derby. And I think I was watching, was the Wild game on at that time? I think No, the Wild played Sunday. The Wild played Sunday. What was I doing on Saturday that precluded that? Well, you all watched the finish. Uh, I've seen the finish, it's, yes, but I but I had not watched it live. So unbelievable! My the tradition in our home because you know my wife could not give two you know what's mm-hmm. about the four and a half days leading up to the two minute race. Okay, she just wants to watch the race itself. Sure. Some of the stories, if it's if it's a story on the horse, yeah, she will watch those little vignettes that they'll mm-hmm. put together. But the rest of the crap, she doesn't care about. Oh, the horse grew up on the wrong side of the tracks and had a <laughs> right. troubled childhood. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but she does like somewhat learning about the lineage of, mm-hmm. of various horses and whatnot because that's what her and her family all yeah. have, have yeah. grown up with. Well, in any event, so we were out doing this, that, and the other thing on Saturday, and then we, we finally sat down and watched it, not knowing the results. We stayed off social media, because on the weekends, I rarely go on social media, mm-hmm. at, just because you need a break you from a it break, all. Yeah. So uh, we get nestled in, we're, we're watching it on replay, and you're like, oh, wow, okay. And then you're thinking, who the hell is this horse? Yeah. And, and where the he, hell is he coming why is he from? he running twice as fast as everyone but else? But the finish to that race uh, was muff, nothing short of incredible. Yeah. Do you Did you realize that someone placed a bet at Canterbury Park and hit a superfecta. You're kidding me. Meaning they got not the first, yep. second, and the third, but they predicted the first order? four. Okay. And in the exact order, yeah, wow. a $2 bet, and that person won $320,000. Wow. Because the winner was 80 to 80 1. 80 to 1 in and of himself. Yeah. Wow. That Think is about that is that. amazing. I and I I checked either late last night or earlier this morning. Um, and I don't think anyone has come forward yet. So one or two things has happened. They threw it away. They either threw it away yeah. or they're working to get their team assembled or you well, know. it's you know, I, I mean it could be that you just didn't know what you bet. Right, I mean, there's. I hope have you ever been there it. where it's like sometimes it's so frantic? You're like, I want to do a trifecta on this, and you, you know, you don't really know, oh, yeah. and throw in number four, and right? you're celebrating. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very Kentucky possible. Derby you day. just don't know. Yeah. I did. Um, did you see the drone footage? Oh yeah. I mean, it is unbelievable. That horse, you can tell the gaps it, that they took. The horse took. Yeah, too, just going just... through little holes, right? And, but, but the guy who's calling it. Doesn't say anything about him no. until he's almost there. Right. You know, and it was which kind of added to the drama too, because obviously that person, whoever's calling the race, is sitting. I'm gonna guess at midfield at Churchill Downs, mm-hmm. so they probably can't even see that he's making this that move. he's making this yeah. move, and all of yeah. a sudden he's holy crap! Rich yeah. Strike is in the mix here, and all of a sudden he just blew by him. Rich Roll, Rich that was Rich Strike, Rich Roll Strike. Maybe okay. I thought no, it was you're Rich thinking roll. Rick Roll. No, I think it's Rich Roll though, wasn't it? It's Rich Strike. Oh, am I totally wrong? Yes. So I, I've been calling him the wrong name. Oh my god! I hope I don't misgender him too. Was he a boy <laughs> or a girl? Was he a gelding or a? I'm almost positive it was a a male horse. Yeah. In I fact, I, I know, know because at the end of the horse, yeah, you were you were absolutely right. I was the, totally wrong. The horse was um, excited and kept biting. Oh really? The because you know there's always the lead horse okay. that isn't part of the race that will guide the horses to Back, and from yeah, the, yeah. the starting gate and whatnot. And um, the winning horse was very excited to the point where he started biting, and the 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 person occupying the lead horse had mm. to punch 
Rich, who had just won the Kentucky yeah, Derby, yeah. to get him to stop biting. Really? And again, everyone reacted, oh, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. He's not bright enough to stop. But do you think, you know what he was thinking? Hey, it's, it's hey, go time. Hey, honey, honey, I just won this right. <laughs> honey, wait, why, why aren't you looking at me? Where, where are you going? You know, he's like trying to get her attention because yeah. he just won a big race. Did you right. see me come from all but the way, way back there? Think about that. Think about Placing a two dollar bet yep. and winning three twenty. Well, I think there's many people out there that go throw twenty five bucks or twenty dollar bet yeah. on the the you know the, the biggest long shot. Yeah, if this mm-hmm. would have been a sixty to one instead of eighty to one, like he would have been the second long shot, the second furthest. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. second to last. I don't think you'd get as much money on him. But if you're right. the biggest long shot, someone says, well, it might kick you in. Here's $20. There was a, I was listening to a radio program, and this is going to be a horrible story because I don't know who said it. But three years in a row on this radio program, like before the Kentucky Derby, yeah. a guy gave out the Superfecta, which I think it was the five top horses three years in a row in order. And he gave it for, he's like, it's unbelievable, three years in a row. I've done it three years in a row. So he gave it away on the radio before the race. Really? Just a fluke. Right, and then it was a big deal after the first time. He's like, "Hey!" And second year, mega big time, and then he did it three years in a row. I don't think he's done it since, or I hadn't heard. But what a cool thing oh, that you're, you're talking on the radio and you're saying, "Hey, here's what I here's what I have for the top five place," and you're right three years in a row, which is pretty amazing. Well, and I th- I don't recall because I know we we mentioned the Kentucky Derby last week on the show, but I I'll, I'll repeat. Uh, um, forgive me if I'm repeating mm-hmm. myself, but when we were there last year in July. You take the, we took the tour because the racing season was completed by then because it was after the 4th of July. And uh, we took the tour, which was actually better because then you get to go into some of the inner channels that mm-hmm. you wouldn't have been able to go to if racing season had, had been going on. Yeah. Well, I remember when they take you to, uh, there's kind of this mini auditorium inside the Churchill Downs Grandstand. It's really cool. So you're in a group of about 50 people or so. And they close all the doors, right? Mm-hmm. And they have an overhead circular shot, almost like a gigantic scoreboard of the day of the Derby. Okay. And it's amazing uh, uh, how much work goes into pulling something like this off. But the very last 15 to 30 seconds is the race yeah. and hearing the thunder of yeah. those horses running. Yeah. It gives you chills. Yeah, it's cool. Just because it's yeah. it's so cool. It is cool. So, yeah. I mean, you're used to throwing big events when you do, the, like, the amateur baseball tournament. Uh, that's a huge event. <laughs> well, yeah, it's I on mean, par with the Kentucky right. I mean, Derby. You, you have uh, <laughs> hundreds, maybe thousand people attending, right? Yes. Where is that going to be this year? Uh, undecided. Undecided. You, yes. I have a fairly big yard. You guys can post. Can up we go there. in your backyard. Yeah, All you, right. you got to hit it really straight. Fair enough. There's not. I don't have a left field per se, but we were sent this story too from a number of people that uh, have been following uh, the work of Mike Fredoloni and Chris Reavers for some time. Now oh, good, that were, good. That go back yeah. to the beer show days. And uh, I for, forgive me because this was the story that I did want to get to last week, but I thought, well, you know what? It's kind of evergreen. We can still bring mm-hmm. it up. But uh, the World Beer Cup. Oh, was here yep. in Minneapolis last week, and we should give a shout-out to the six different Minnesota beers that won medals at the World Beer Cup uh, that was held in Minneapolis last week. The awards were announced at the ceremonies Thursday evening at the end of the Craft Brewers Conference. I wonder why we weren't invited, by the way. is that Was that here, or is that in Colorado? No, it was at the Minneapolis Convention Center. I did not know that. Yes, that um, and that's odd. why I wanted to bring it up. And that's I really weird. Well, how would we know? I'm almost insulted. I know. Yeah, we here were. we are. We had the world's number one rated beer show. For years! And they, did, they didn't even bother to invite us. Okay. So three brewers. 
breweries won gold medals, Dual Citizen Brewing Company in St. Paul, for its Mayhem and Mischief Barley Wine Style Ale, mm-hmm. uh, Bent Paddle. They won the Pilot Brewery for its Alt Beer. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, I don't know what that and is. And Pantown Brewing Company, another one I'm not familiar with, in St. Cloud for its Drop Forge Milk Stout, which sounds pretty good. Uh, three others won bronze, including ooh, one of my favorites, Dangerous Man Brewing Company, for its Double Cream Coffee Dream. That sounds spectacular. Mm, that does sound good. Bent Paddle also won a bronze for its Bent Hop International IPA and... Brass Foundry Brewing Company, I would assume they would also be in St. Cloud, for its Bottom Bouncer Brown Ale. Uh, Organizers say the 2022 World Beer Cup was the biggest ever, with more than 10,000 entries from nearly 2,500 breweries from 57 different countries. Wow. So it was massive. Um, That's a big deal to win one of those. Oh, by the way, 20 different Colorado breweries won medals. Okay. 20 different Colorado breweries. By the way, uh, here's one of the main reasons I wanted to bring this up. The Brewers Association held the first World Beer Cup competition in 1996, according to its website. The next World Beer Cup will be May 10th, 2023 in Nashville. Really? I'm calling a beer show slash weekly scramble road trip to cover the World Beer Cup in Nashville because I love that city. Can you drink at that? I mean, so this wasn't an event open to the public. I thought it was. Was Is it? it? I I don't know. I mean, it seems like, you know, if you have 6,000 breweries represented or whatever they said, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, how many people are going there to see it? How many brewers? All of a sudden you're filling, I mean... I, I didn't hear that you could just drive over there and go to this, because I think you and I would have heard of that. Someone would have alerted us to the fact That's that true. we missed That's it. That's true. Because we're, you know, we were we were in like the five percent. No, we knew five percent of what was going on. Yeah, right? and maybe, I, maybe even twenty one percent. And the reason I'm such a huge, I know that I know a couple of the guys from Dangerous Man, but mm. their peanut butter porter mm. might be the single greatest beer that has yeah. ever ever been uh, created. Hold on I, one second, please. All right, we're recording the show. Don't swear, okay? Yeah. All right, I asked Mike your question about your your patchy, spotty grass, and he asked if you yeah. had a dog. I said no. What's your uh, explanation for your grass? Me? Yes. I don't know. Why do you think I'm asking the experts? Did you put down some weed killer last year that you forgot about? Did you put down weed killer last year that you forgot about? No. <laughs> we had, we had uh, we're recording, right? Yes. yes. Please don't swear. I'm not. I'm not worried about that. Uh, <laughs> tell Mike I'm just about hit my second gut on number one. See you later. All, All right, right, bye. <laughs> I'm surprised he called back. I know that shot on number one. That's not an easy shot. The second shot in because that green is horrible that he's hitting to. Yeah, it's a very difficult thing. So he'll call us back. That's that. I go back to that's why he can't write eights because writing an eight is a very hard thing for him. But getting an eight on the whole number one that he's playing on is a very easy thing to do. It's you very never want easy. a snowman. No, you never you want never a snowman. Want that's a why snowman. he can't do it. He's he's mentally blocked out. It's like PTSD for golf. Really? I don't know. I think you can. I hate to use that term PTSD unless it's very serious. So sure, I shouldn't. Sure. I shouldn't make. But it. I get what you're. I yes, get what you're yes. saying. He has some traumatic syndrome from from golf. So last week uh, when we were in our con- communication and uh, sturdy show prep for the mm-hmm, show, mm-hmm. you had sent me a video of an umpire who was doing a little league game, <laughs> and uh, I I watched it at least seven thousand times. Oh wow! Because it was a kid, probably what in his early twenties. 
It, probably, it looked like a young guy. I'm yeah, going to guess, yeah. yeah. And so he's umpiring this Little League game, and it's clear he's hammered. He's hammered. He I mean, barely to the point up. where he can barely stand up, no. and he's calling pitches that are a strike that one bounced. <laughs> and I'll give these kids credit because mm. one, the one catcher looked back like, what are you what are, yeah, you, what are doing? you doing? Yeah, you know, and then and then you do hear a parent. I don't know if it's a parent mm. or a coach or whatever, but you hear somebody in the background saying, "Don't worry about that. Focus on the game," yep, which is yep. exactly what a yep. parent slash coach should be saying. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the umpire. Don't worry about the referee. That's not your job. Do mm-hmm. your job, right? Mm-hmm. But you do feel bad for these poor kids. Oh yeah, because he's hammered, and you know that you're you're always trying to train your kid. At least this is how I approach baseball. Hey, listen. If it's anywhere near the strike zone, you got two strikes, and you better be swinging because mm-hmm. you don't want the umpire to make that decision for you, right? That's Smart. always been my yep. message. You want to be in boys. control of the situation, correct? Yep. Do, and don't wait. If you mm-hmm. see a pitch you like, hammer it. Let's yep. go here. Yep. Yep. And so, it reminded me of a time where I had somewhat similar of a situation to that. <laughs> so I have been involved in baseball since I was six, and still am to, the, to mm-hmm. this day. And I was on, this wasn't baseball, but it was one of those really super ultra-competitive men's slow-pitch teams. You know, we traveled mm-hmm. all over the country to play in tournaments and whatnot. And we were somewhere in the St. Cloud area at a, at a big, like a big state tournament. And it was towards the end where, you know, there's not many teams left and everyone's tired. Everyone's got to work tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, yeah, we want to win, but... Yeah, let's you're, get going. You're all yeah. you're you're tired, you're fatigued, it's been a long week. Because you play some cases in some of those tournaments, you're playing four games a day. Yeah. You know, you're, that's you're a lot, lot of softball. And then you go out and drink Saturday night. By yeah. Sunday, you're hungover, you're yeah. tired, you yeah. just want to go home and go to bed yeah. or eat and go to bed. And this umpire was gassed. Oh. I mean gassed. A tired, not drunk. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I mean drunk. Okay, full on. Okay. And so and at first, you know, I, I remember when I was up to hit. And I could smell it on him. And you mm-hmm. just don't know, okay, is this from the night before? But yeah. wait a minute, it's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You yeah, wouldn't think been it'd outside, still be. Yeah. You've know, been outside sweating. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you've had a couple of Gatorades. And then I'm thinking, oh, no, he's he's drunk or whatever. <laughs> and all right, some of the calls aren't going to be routine. But I'll never forget this. He ran out from behind the plate to go make a call at second base because, you know, you're working by yourself. Mm-hmm. You've got to, if there's a throw from the yep, outfield, yep. you've got to be there. And he didn't make it three feet, and he tripped and fell. Oh, no. And he didn't get up right away. And I'm thinking, are we going to have to call the game? Like, is this going to be it? And then he goes, I'm sorry. And he kind of rolled over, and then he stood up and obviously missed the play Uh at second base. And we're all thinking, well, is he safe or is he out? Yeah, which one? What do you call anybody? And he picked. He's, like, just, he's out. Yeah, and oh. the other team went nuts. Okay, and it was uh, so. That's the first thing. In fact, my wife, then girlfriend, was at that game, mm. and I said, "Do you remember?" And of course, she said, "No, I, I, you remember everything. I never remember any of these games. I just remember reading my book when you were, and I'd look up if you were hitting. Yeah, you know." Yeah. I said, "Oh, you, you don't remember that?" Like, remember? no, no, she doesn't. She, she, she didn't she even didn't. really probably care. No, she did not. It, at all it is uh, the, the the video that I sent you. This young kid is like. When he gets when he squats down to like be behind the catcher, he's like falling onto the catcher, yes. and the catcher's looking at him like a little kid a little catcher, kid, yeah. like a ten year old catcher's <laughs> looking at him like, "What are you doing? Get off like, me! Get off me!" Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was gonna push him right into the ground. I thought that was gonna be uh, the scenario where he was just gonna knock the catcher over. You have to be pretty drunk, you know. At some point in time, you'd say, "Okay, wait, I can't have another two more, right? Because I I know I have to go do this." I've never been that guy who just all of a sudden goes from 
you know, feeling good to, oh, I'm super sloppy. I've always had, and maybe it's because I don't drink You fast. have a good governor. Yeah, I do. I, yeah. I do. I, I do have a, you know, that feels like enough, Mike. Yep. You might just want to. I've had my share. Yes, yeah. yes. So I'm we mentioned that. beer. Uh, I forgot to mention this quick. So yesterday uh, I had to stop at my uh, parents' farm. Mm-hmm. And so we, my mother has now kind of taken over a grandparents' farm, long story, but she's been collecting things like, oh, Grandpa would have wanted you to have this. or oh, you, yeah. it's been, Which is great. Super sweet. And so I was dropping something off for her yesterday on my way home. And she said, oh, hey, I, uh, I found a couple of things. If you don't want them, you don't have to take them. And so she found three old bottles of beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. One was full and two were empty. Okay. And one was kind of cool. It was, and I, I don't even think it was a beer bottle. I think it was an old 7-Up, you know, that has the collapsible flip-top lid okay, yep. with the wire harness on the side of yep, it. Yep. It was really cool. Yeah. And she said, I've never seen this because my mom does not drink. Okay. So, so she said, oh, I also found this and it's full, but you probably don't want to drink it. And it was a bottle of Fat Tire from New Belgium. Oh, really? Yeah. And I said, oh, wow, look at that. She yeah. goes, is it, is it worth anything? I said, mom, um, you could go over here to and, Elevator and, 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 right and buy there. a six-pack right now. <laughs> yeah. She goes, oh, well, I didn't know. I said, uh, I know you don't. That's why it's adorable. But yeah, she thought, yeah. you know, oh, maybe Chris would want to keep this or whatever. I thought that was it was very That's funny. That's nice. Yeah. I, I sometimes, you're not as old as I am, but once you get a little older, you think, you know, what are my kids going to get from oh. me, right? And I'm just going to go ahead and have a public service announcement to my children right now. That if you go and find something from Daddy's that has a password on it, just go ahead and don't try to break into that. <laughs> just throw that objet away, whether it's a thumb drive or a phone. Just go ahead and whip that thing in the trash can. Yeah, or better yet, the Mississippi River. Yeah, the, yeah just yeah, just do do something to destroy it because there's not there's not Bitcoin in there. There's nothing of value in no. there. But there's stuff you probably don't know you want to know about your dad right. in there, right? Well, I actually started thinking about that over the weekend. In fact, uh, when we were done recording the show on Friday, Kenny and I just briefly chatted because we we hang out for a couple minutes and then. We go our separate ways once mm-hmm. the show's over. And I thought, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could sell everything yeah. and and just live that kind of life. Because when we moved, you know, back in January, we did get rid of and sell quite a bit of stuff. Mm-hmm. A, because we weren't really in need of, you know, baby clothes, for yeah. instance, anymore. Yeah. Or or, you know, we would send a ton of stuff to Goodwill and and donate, you know, to to different organizations. Let someone else use it. Yeah. Just because it wasn't of need of us anymore, but yeah. also then it's less crap you have to move. 100%. And I'm so totally I, I, we went through that process, and I'm thinking, we still have a ton of crap. Yeah, yeah. And we did we did a big, you know, what would you call it, a purge? I think so. It, you know, where I thought, well, I got rid of a ton of stuff, and then, well, where did all this other stuff come from? We have a lot of crap. I think that they, they definitely took that minimalism lifestyle to oh, heart, yeah. right? You yeah. know, where they love uh, love people, not things. I, I think they kind of took that, and I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I don't know if I could do it. First of all, I don't want to travel for ten years straight like no. they did. Mm-mm. That sound. I mean, they saw some wonderful things. They talked about uh, Mrs. Lima was saying, "Oh, I love animals." I'm like, "Oh, that's super sweet." But then once I see a giraffe, I'm like, "Okay, I saw a giraffe. Like, <laughs> I don't need to see it again tomorrow, right?" I just like I don't right. I don't need to see everything the same day. But they had a what just a wonderful spirit about them. But that would be very very difficult. Yeah. Right. And just you know the same traveling partner, which would be cool. I'd be able to do that with my wife. But I don't think I'd want to go on a 10-year run. Well, that's why when I asked the question, and I, I kind of felt, am I, am I prying too much into their personal mm-hmm. life? But I thought, you know, do you have resentment from your from your kids at all? Because, oh, you know, th- their kids have kids, and it's like, yeah. well, we want grandma and grandpa around to That to free babysitting. Things. Well, not only that, <laughs> but just to be part of their lives. Yeah, of if course you're gone do. all the time. Yeah. So I just thought, man, because I, I know personally, 
I would have a real difficult time if that was my parents. I you know, know I would. My parents live outside of the state half the year, right? Sure. And, and you do miss them. They don't get to see the. And my my mother, and, and she's going to be mad at me for saying this. I'm going to make every <laughs> woman in my life mad. But she'll say, oh, the kids, I don't get to see the kids. That, well, you don't live here in the state for right. half the year. Right. You know, we go down and see you sometime in the winter. We'll see them. Or but, is that her trying to tell you to move down there? No, that would be neat. But I have to do something they called work. And that my work is not <laughs> down there. So when you have to work, you got to do that here but yeah it's it would be it would be hard to have family that just did that it would be cool if you could go meet them they don't go to historically um well-traveled places no, they go they, to places that are off the beaten path i don't remember if they said this on on the air uh, during the show when we were recording but mm. she, she said i believe she said this she said we made we did that specifically because we wanted to see Different places that that than those that were routinely visited by tourists. Yeah, and it, it, where is that Mpumalanga, South Africa? Is Correct. That, I mean, that sounds like a but spot parts you don't of Kenya. Find on that, I mean, she even said, "Yeah, you don't wear your jewelry." Yeah. Yeah, because that doesn't they'll, sound they'll, good. They'll cut your hand off just yeah. to steal your ring. Yeah, I wouldn't want. I don't no, want. I, I want my hand. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> want to be there. I, I don't want to be there. I it just. It, but it takes a certain type. They were a very very cool couple. Yeah. It sounded. What was really interesting too is they have. I thought this was an incredible opportunity missed because they have a blog, right? Yes, yeah. And that has all of this back data. Just think if they would have done that on TikTok or on, I know that sounds weird, or on something that has millions of people can bump into it instead of have right. to go find it. They could have 8 million followers on TikTok for them being in Mapualonga. knowing them, I don't think that they want that because I had asked them if, has anyone approached you about doing a reality show? And then they had two different offers. Yeah, that's a good they point. They said we don't we don't want that. We don't care. Yeah. We're not we're not in this to make money off of it, which again, I would be very different <laughs> yes, yeah. in my, in my Well, he did of say that, it would but, be different than when you go to a restaurant, yeah. you have a film crew. Yes. But yeah, from what I you know, I also understand is that it, it, you know, the film crew sticks with you for 48 hours and you don't see them for 4 months right. and then they stick with you for 48. Uh, I don't know that, but So it has to be that portion of the program where I bring up my guy Tom Brady. Oh, Did you see the that, news today? No, what happened? When he finally, finally hangs up his cleats, Tom Brady is going to step into the richest contract in the history of television sports. Oh, who's going to get him? The seven-time Super Bowl champion will make twenty to twenty-five million annually to serve as Fox's number one game analyst for the NFL with. Who, uh, by the way, I think is very underrated, Kevin Burkhart. I think Kevin's fantastic okay. at what he does, uh, sources have said. That will easily take Brady past the $18 million average for Troy Aikman at ESPN and Tony Romo at CBS. Brady's deal is also believed to be longer than the typical five-year contract signed by previously Aikman and Romo. Mm. All told, his pact with Fox could reach... 10 years, and $250 million estimated sources. By comparison, Aikman's new deal will pay him $90 million over five years, and Romo's deal will pay him $180 million over 10 years. I think I think Romo is one of the best of the best. He is unbelievable at that job. And I don't know. I'd love to think Brady could do it, but I've never heard Brady do any of that before. And that is a super, super tough skill, I Here's what I think Brady will be really, really good at this. Number one, he obviously knows the game of football better 100%, than yeah. 99% of the people that walk this planet. Number two, he's super competitive, Okay, meaning he's going to work his ass off yeah, to, to get, to good, get at good at this. As in, yeah. bring in, he's going to pay 
a million dollars or who, whatever yeah. the amount is to bring in the best TV coaching person out there um, to, to be because he's going to be want to be the best at this. Yeah. That's what's made him such an, a great competitor at the quarterback position is because of his competitive desire. I, I mean, that that's a big catch for Fox. I mean, that's a big deal. How about this? The deal. Uh, wait, the deal. The deal may also include possible production and marketing elements that could put even more money in Brady's <laughs> pocket. The 44-year-old quarterback has a global company, 199 Productions, named after his selection spot in the 2000 NFL Draft. Uh, that just bugged him forever, doesn't it? It still does. Yeah, it still bugs him. That's developing documentaries, TV shows, and feature films. He also boasts his TB12 lifestyle brand and NFT platform dubbed Autograph. Uh, the New York Post has said Brady's new deal in toll could be 10 years for $375 million. Wow, good for him. Yeah. Um, I, you know, that that doesn't bug me at all. No, and, and actually, Height and I were talking about this uh, before you got here when, when we were uh, done recording Garage Logic today. And he said, well, what does he need the money for? And I said, well, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. But this is a guy that, A, he wants to stay connected to the game, which mm-hmm. I totally understand. And B, he's going to work. He's only going to be, if let's say he plays one more year. Yeah, he's going to be 45. He's still going to be 45 yeah. years old. And yeah, you'd think he'd want to be around his kids. But those kinds of jobs are perfect for guys that want to stay connected to the game. I'll, I'll never forget. I remember Trey Aikman being interviewed, and I don't recall who it was. And he said, I still get to be with my family. I'm, I'm home Sunday night. Mm. We go do the Cowboys game or yep. whatever. I'm home Sunday night. I take my girls to school every day. I leave Friday morning to go to Minneapolis because I know I'm going to do the Vikings game yep. on Sunday. Yep. He said, I don't really miss. Yeah, there's, there's games some on the weekend and stuff oh. that I'm missing, but I still got to work. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I get four days off a week. Yeah, that's that's pretty clean. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's a little different, too, when you're getting $25 million. That also includes your private jetting there. You're not, there's no way you're flying commercial No, there, he's not right? getting on a Sun Country yeah, flight. Yeah, he's not. So he's, <laughs> he doesn't have any of that hassle. He can have his kids come down with him, take the three-hour flight down, and then head right back home. You know, yep. I mean, they can do all of that stuff so easily. Yeah. Although it's, it's every hour away from Giselle. I'd be like... That's that costs. That's a problem. I don't know if I'd do it. In fact, now that I think about it, I would not take that three seventy five. I would. I, I, would I I have a differing opinion on Giselle. You don't like her? It's not that I don't like her. Hmm. I just think. Um, Does she remind you of a Madonna? Because what did you say about Madonna? No, 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 no not at all. <laughs> She's a very attractive. <laughs> okay, uh, just checking. I could say it on the show. Okay, what did, what did you did? Talk about how you oh, got well, in a t- lot of trouble. One time when I was working at the uh, gossip station here at Hubbard Broadcasting, mm-hmm. which is uh, primarily driven by female listenership, I said, and I, I didn't mean this disparagingly, but I guess. Well, you it, did, but. Yeah. I, I just, I've never found Madonna attractive. Well, A, she's twice my age or whatever the hell she is. But mm-hmm. B, to me, when I see her, she looks like a male long distance runner. I just okay, don't view her attractive <laughs> yes. at all. And did you get some hatred? Emails? Sure did, Mike. You yeah, did. Almost okay. cost me a job. Really? Um, wow. Anyway, um, well, here on Garage, but, not Garage, I'll be here on the Weekly Scramble. You're okay to say that because we know we all loved Madonna at one point. But, I remember her like a virgin to where I loved her. Never loved ne- her. Never was a fan. But oh but God, Giselle, and again, I could be completely wrong, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to be corrected. That's fine. But just in all the different ways that you see her with her family, or when she's recorded at a game, or whatever. It seems like it's a lot of work to be married to Giselle. Really? As in, boy, that seems like it's a high-maintenance project. Really? Yes. Okay. I guess yeah. that's just the way I look yeah, at it. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, she, she has her own brand. She's worth a 
trillion dollars. Worth more than he is. Worldwide right. fortune. They have. A, they seem to have a great family and a great relationship. That's that's awesome. That's but good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Um, He's just, no uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. I mean, that's they obviously have the better relationship. Oh my God! Speaking of the horse that got punched. Yeah. Someone. Oh no. Recreated that video <laughs> oh, and it no. said. Keep my horse's words out of your, <laughs> your mouth, mouth or something like that. And I thought, God, this is why Twitter oh, is spectacular. Oh, that's the, I thought, that's okay, the fun. That's, um, that was very funny. Yeah. I, I LOL'd. People I are LOL'd creative. That There's one. some creative people. I was going somewhere else with Tom, and then I forgot what I was going to say. Because we were talking about the family lifestyle and how flying in and flying out. So easy, right? He can do whatever he wants to do. The football season is is finite, too. He still has off-season where you still have to do things, but you don't have to work as much, I'd imagine, in your yeah. off-season. You get the whole summer off. Yeah, I can't and remember that's what not I was it. It's going to be good. You're just, I think what you were going to say is that you would give up this job to be his personal assistant, <laughs> right? Coach him up. Yeah, you could be like, I'm going to be your man, so you're driven, he's driven. Can You'd you both am- be simpatico. But the team, assemb- I, I'll never forget, I was... This was back when you know we were covering sports uh, with much more intensity. Mm, you know, back mm-hmm. you know I was gonna say like ten years ago, twelve years ago, whatever it was. And I'll never forget it was the year that Favre. It was the second year Favre was back because it was two thousand and ten because he came back in 09. and it was the game. Was the game against the Packers? I can't remember. It was a big game that was being played here, and I was part of the media scrum. And this was a big Fox. Game, big game. It might have been. Oh no, I remember what it was. It was when Randy Moss came back in 2010, and they were playing the Cowboys. Okay, and Fox was doing the game. Obviously, Fox was going to do the game. And I'll never forget looking at this was just two days ahead of the game, so this was a Friday, and seeing the level of television production that was there, and thinking this is just to record a bleeping interview. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, isn't that you know four big semis? You know, here and, yeah. I am with my dat recorder yeah, in my yes, hand. That's yeah. the size of my cell phone. Yeah, now you'd hold a cell phone, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You won't even do that. Exactly. That's I just, crazy. I just thought that's the difference between TV and radio, man. Remember when we did that? When when Favre came here and he got off the plane and he had like people were like, "What's in that five gallon bucket? Didn't he have like a five gallon bucket of protein powder? Is that what it was? Yeah. If I if my memory. Recalls correctly, had like a duffel bag and a five-gallon bucket. Hmm. And in the five-gallon bucket was five-gallon bucket of protein powder. I'm like, how much protein powder <laughs> does a guy need? So what do I do when I see that? I go the next day and buy protein powder. Of course. Because if it's good enough for Brett Favre, it's, I don't even know what brand it is. Although, isn't he being sued again? Is he? I thought I saw that the state of Mississippi is trying to sue him again. for He was paid for appearances that he never showed up at. Although, I think, in fairness to him, he did pay all the money back, but this was... Well, you also owe us interest on that money that you oh, paid back. So okay. I think it's a very s- small sum. And and in his defense, this is probably stuff where he has people scheduling all this crap for mm-hmm. him, and then he doesn't know anything about it. And yeah. then, oh, I guess I was supposed to go to this thing. I wonder if they do have people. Oh, I'm sure they have. I don't to. know if they do. Because mm-hmm. what is? I mean, Brett Favre's not doing something every single second. He I mean, still uh, endorses a lot of products. I know, and but stuff, you just you, your your agent calls you and says, "Hey, you, you have a thing coming up. Put it on your calendar. I'll send you a meeting request on Google." That's true. And you know, you don't have. And I mean, I, I can get. I, I'm sure there's not somebody living in Brett's house that says, "Hey, Brett, get up. You got to throw some jeans on. We got to get you out to Maplewood Mall." To do an endorsement deal, I don't. I don't think that happens. I, I don't think that uh, there. I don't know if he's pertinent enough nowadays that he'd need to have that. I might be totally wrong. Maybe he's still bringing in five million bucks a year in endorsements. I guarantee he is because I so? see him with a lot of different companies. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I but no they're idea. like 
the copper socks. Like these socks have <laughs> copper in them and they can make me jump to the moon. But I also know he does a lot of stuff regionally. You know, uh, yeah. down in Hattiesburg yeah. and whatnot. Okay. So, I, you know, there's a, I guarantee there's a Chevy dealership that's giving them a hundred grand a year to just show up twice a month yeah, or whatever a, it is. A car. Someone had told there's a, there was another um, radio station in town and they talked about this on the radio, how uh, a incoming Vikings player had called this radio station and said, Hey, uh, I need a truck for the season. Um, will you go ahead and get me an endorsement deal for one of your clients? Huh. And they said, uh, yeah, no. No, you you go get your own endorsement deal. See, see this check that we're writing you. Yeah, you take that check, you put it into a bank account, yeah, and you go buy and then you go truck. buy that truck. Yeah, That's but how he, it works. He didn't call the Vikings. He called the radio station to say, "Get me an endorsement deal." It's is like this, our, this is a current player. No, an incoming player. Hmm. Right. So. Interesting. Don't don't know who that is. Right. Sure. And they didn't want to say it, but I thought, well, that's ballsy to call a media partner. To say, hey, you know, and I could see maybe if you'd say, oh. hey, I'm available for endorsements. I'd love to get a vehicle. Let me know. Mike, you know. I, uh, I have a phrase. And the phrase I like to say is, boy, once I decide to write a book. Really? About all the, yeah. the stories. Inclu- just just sushri alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding, a, of course. Just a tell Well, I'll, t- I'll tell one, uh, and I won't name the person because mm-hmm. I, I do have respect for the person at work. This is a, nas- a prominent national broadcaster mm-hmm. and we would have him on it had it, well, I was not a part of Joe's show I was not a part of Royce's show it was a different show and we would have him on on occasion to to talk about the sport that he covers okay and this was probably and I thought wow he's really good and so I would send him a text hey are you available and it wasn't like we were calling him once a week this yeah, was once yeah. every two months two or three months hey uh, do you have 10 minutes for us on Wednesday yeah sure and then I'd call him, and he said, "Well, you guys are all." What did he? His phrase was, "I called him and said, hey, person, how you yeah. doing? Well, you guys are just about out of free ones, aren't you?'" And I went, "Oh, oh. okay." I said, yeah. "Yep." I, and I went, oh, "Yes, I guess we are. Are, yeah. we, are we still okay for today?" He goes, oh, "I guess." Put him on hold. Never called him again. Never called him again. Yeah, yep. that but stuff I mean, happens all the time. You know, it, it, it. Although that being said, right? Let's say if he were an accountant. And you called him for the fifth time on accounting advice. At some point in time, the accountant would have to say, "Hey, I get paid to do this. True. I don't want to do this, but but if but you're building you, your brand, but when by doing someone it. like this not only has um, a platform which he would like to bring viewers to, yeah, so he he can promote you, his platform. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it works. Yeah, so I mean, it's a uh, um, unless it's a regular. So peel back the curtain. Unless it's a routine. Let's say it's a weekly segment. Mm-hmm. Yes, that I would get yeah. completely because yeah, you are taking time, time out of his work week, his or her work week, yep. to commit to your radio show yeah. or your podcast. Yes, there's usually some give and take or some trade or whatever you. But if it, when it's once every three months and do you have time and yeah, yeah do we do minutes, yeah I happen yeah. to be doing the game or whatever and okay cool I still I'll one tell of my you favorite story okay one of my my <laughs> all time favorite stories is when Rush Limbaugh came here to broadcast from. The, yeah, uh, the the Amp- studios. the fifteen hundred yeah. studios, and they said thank you so much for coming in. Whatever you do, please do not smoke. <laughs> and about it lasted what a fraction of one second. Walked into the studio, lit up a cigar, and that was it. You it's should like, oh, the I next guess. time you see rookie in person, ask him about that. Oh, story. was that a great story? Yes, yes. Oh. Rookie, rookie tells a very very wonderful version of that story. Really? Yes. Okay, I'm excited to hear that. Maybe yeah. you should tell that on the uh, on GL because I, I I know. I keep going back, and I know you guys are never going to do it because everyone tells me that it can't be done, but I would love to hear somewhere in time episodes of 
like a, a 1998 episode of GL when they were talking about just anything back yeah. then. I think that would be so charming, and you could make a podcast out of it, and I think it would be just so fantastic. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Oh, we really? may have developments in that Oh, regard. that would be so cool, because yeah. you guys need, with the amount of advertisers, you, I mean, our show is obviously filled with advertisers, <laughs> Wait. but the amount of advertisers you have for GL... I mean, you need more time, right? You you yeah. guys can't create enough stuff. You can't create another five hours worth of stuff because Joe's not going to work that. Surely Kenny's not going to. Right. So <laughs> all I will say to that is stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay. Yes. I'm excited. that You heard, heard it here first, maybe. Probably, actually. Yeah. yeah okay, good. Well, did. we're breaking ruse. Thank you, Michael. Hey, Reavers, you're the best. Please do us a favor, rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to this show via any podcast platform. We truly, truly appreciate it. His name is Mike Fredoloni. My name is Chris Reavers. Thank you so much for tuning into this portion of the Weekly Scramble this week, anyway. Uh, we will do this again next week. And until then, cheers.